0: Yeah, so I went there with the mindset of I'm not leaving until I get answers. Good um, for you. And um, unfortunately, they handed me a slip of paper. They said that they couldn't, they're not going to stop processing to bring someone down to talk to me, which I felt was very unfair considering, you know, I've been waiting since March. I'm Jen O'Brien.
1: And I'm Bill Fia.
0: Welcome to another edition of Fact Check. Fact Check
2: is your only dependable source of state and local news from a conservative perspective. The Department of Safety and Professional Services has a responsibility for licensing over 200 professions in Wisconsin. This Department of State Government has performed so poorly that Agency Secretary Don Crim resigned in July. Some of the professions that are regulated are doctors, nurses, psychologists, psychiatrists, plumbers, welders, cosmetologists, and oddly, cemetery salespeople. Our guest today, Katrina Kendhammer, is a recent graduate of the Salon Professional Academy in Onalaska. Welcome to the show, Katrina. Uh, We're so grateful that you are able to spend some time with us today. Can you tell us when you graduated? I graduated
0: in May.
1: Just to be uh, forthright with our listeners, uh, my wife Sue Colvey and I are—we uh, own the Salon Professional Academy, which is a cosmetology school. We also own Sue Colvey Salon and Day Spa. And Katrina's situation came to my attention last week, and I just think that it's uh, a horrible example of how poorly this Department of State government is performing. You began this process of trying to ensure that you would get your license even before you graduated. So uh, in reading an email that you sent, you said that you had contacted them back on March 10th of this year and that you've been contacting them several times a day for the last four months. Tell us about what you've experienced.
0: So, um, I was told to call a number. Um, when you call the number, you can't get through to anybody. Um, you leave vo- voicemails, and say that they say that you're going to get a call back, and nobody calls back. I mean, I've sent millions of emails. Um, I've reached out to a state representative.
1: Which state representative did you reach out to? Jeff Smith. We're living in Melrose, which is in Jackson County. That's correct. And so what happened when you contacted Jeff Smith's office?
0: Um, I was working with a lady in the office, and, um, you know, she was sending emails um, to the DSPS, which was nothing different than what I was doing and getting no results. She herself was not getting any results, um, was told she was going to call me back. She gave me her word, and she, I never you know, heard anything from her. So I guess I'm just pretty
1: So once again you're left hanging.
0: Yes. I don't so know after where all to go. these We're emails to to. and
1: phone calls to DSPS and to your state senator, you've been unable to get anybody to help you with your situation. Coincidentally last week I was at a meeting with some Republican assembly leaders and uh several local industry representatives and this issue of their slowness in in processing licenses was brought up. And what I was told is that once a state rep gets involved, it's usually a couple of days for to get the agency to get moving. So some good news that I have for you is I spoke to Rep Tony Kurtz, who represents the 50th Assembly District, which is just east of Lacrosse. Uh, I sent your email on to him, and he has a staffer who's contacting DSPS on your behalf. So uh, I'm going to follow up with him to see if we can... If we can get some answers, but I'm hopeful that based on previous conversations, he's going to be able to get this thing moving for you. Just to give people a better idea of what you've been going through here, you graduated from cosmetology school in May, Mm -hmm. and you've been trying to work with DSPS ever since then. You actually drove to Madison To try and get this process moving. Tell us about what happened there.
0: Yeah, so I went there with the mindset of I'm not leaving until I get answers. Good Um, for you. And um, unfortunately, they handed me a slip of paper. They said that they couldn't, they're not gonna stop processing to bring someone down to talk to me, which I felt was very unfair considering, you know, I've been waiting since March. Um, So, you know, she gave me a piece of paper, told me to um, express the urgency of my situation. Um, you know, in fear that I could lose my job over not having my license. And so I put that all on there and then um, I was told to give her the slip of paper. I gave it to her and then yeah. <laughs> that was that was all that I was able to do. Did so, they give
2: you any indication how long this no. process normally would take? No.
0: <laughs> so you I mean it basically just you know, I'm constantly it's hard to sleep at
1: night. Um So because this has impacted your ability to earn money. You yep. can't practice cosmetology. You've been hired at Sue Colby's salon yep. and day spa to be a cosmetologist and you're working there now, but you're working for a lower wage because you're you're doing support staff type yep. of work, right? Yep. So you also mentioned when we spoke before the show that this has impacted your ability to pay your bills. Are, are you yes. behind on your bills? I'm now? behind
0: on my bills. I'm a single mother of two kids, um, in between houses. Um, you know, it's just been rough. So,
1: yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. It's it's really horrible that somebody like yourself who worked hard to get through school to get your license so that you can make a better income and here this agency of state government isn't doing its job. I first became aware of this situation back in April of this year, and I'm told that these people are not even working out of the building, that they're actually working for home, and that many times when people call up, they'll be talking to somebody on the phone, and all of a sudden the call drops. Didn't you have that opinion? I definitely
0: did. Yep. (laughs) I was speaking with a guy, and he You know, they told me that they didn't have certain information, and I said, "Well, you got to dig into the file." And so he dug into it, and then he was telling me what I needed to hear or what I wanted to hear, and then the call dropped. So (laughs) it was just false hope.
1: (laughs) And he's never followed up with you. He never called you back. Never
0: called back. Nothing. I tried calling back millions of times to get the the same person on the phone, and nothing. So
1: one of the things that I'm hopeful for is if we get a new Republican governor that we can go back and we can review uh, some of the regulation that surrounds cosmetology in Wisconsin. And again, I think your experience would would be informative for our listeners. You went to UWL to pass the written portion of your state licensing exam, and then you had to travel. Correct. You had to travel to take the practical, the hands-on. Tell us about that.
0: Um, I had to travel to Madison to take my practical, um, in which I had to go the day before. Um, the test was scheduled. I had to stay in a hotel overnight um, and then wake up to take the te- To be there by eight o'clock in the morning to take the test. You know, if you're even two minutes late, they won't accept you. So. And this
1: is after over a year of going to cosmetology yes, over school, over a year of going to cosmetology. struggling to make ends meet yes. while you're working your way through school, and now you got to travel to Madison and check into a hotel before yes. you can take your test. Yeah. Boy, it sure seems like common sense would be that we would do what Iowa and Minnesota do, and we would allow you to take your hands on testing right at the school where, after all, they've been testing you every step of the way, right?
2: Right. Right. And they're accredited. Yeah. Right. They're legitimate in the eyes of the government if you're an accredited school, correct?
1: Absolutely. Why not? It just seems to me that the system that we have right now does not serve people who are trying to go through school to get a degree in cosmetology and to better their circumstance in life. And I'm hopeful that we're going to revisit this in in the next legislature, that we're going to be able to reform some of these things so that they serve the students and the people of Wisconsin better.
2: Is it just a backlog because of COVID and they were never able to catch up? I mean, what happened here?
1: Well, what, what happened here was all these people got sent to work from home because of COVID and they haven't returned to the office.
2: Now, okay, well, I'll disagree with you for a little bit because there are times when I do work from home and I am just as productive at home, if not more so, because I have fewer interruptions as I am when I'm in the yes, office. but you're
1: the fabulous gentleman. Brian. <laughs> so. you know what? The proof is in the pudding. If these people were actually doing their jobs, we wouldn't be hearing... From hundreds and hundreds of people like Katrina, who can't get a right, license,
2: right, and I do so hear that.
1: If they if they were if they were actually doing their job, we wouldn't have a show today. <laughs> but I think it's uh, it's a terrible injustice that somebody who's worked so hard to go through school, uh, so that they can get this certification, so that they can earn more money, and here we are seven months later, and she still doesn't have her license from the state of Wisconsin. It's unacceptable.
2: Well, and I'm surprised because it is affecting doctors, nurses, psychologists, psychiatrists that would be employed by hospital systems that you would think would at least pull more weight within the state to get things moved.
1: What I'm hearing from these other trade groups, I listened to their representatives last week, is that they're working through their state representatives to try and expedite the process of getting these licenses done but that's really just a band-aid solution and no mm-hmm. this is not a funding issue all we hear are excuses out of the evers administration but the legislature provided more than ample funding for them to do this they've also tried to blame it on the fact that they recently implemented a new online licensing system but but that can't be the reason that they're behind either because this wasn't happening under governor walker and his administration. Didn't happen.
2: Maybe, Katrina, you can send Governor Evers a bill for lost wages.
0: (laughs) you think he'll pay for that you know and i've like thought about you know bringing a lawsuit on you know i've heard from other people that that you know could be suitable but i mean i don't know
1: (laughs) but you're not a lawyer no i'm not and then you'd have to hire a lawyer and that costs lots of money well i'm hopeful that somebody is going to be listening to our podcast i know they listen and let's hope that somebody decides to do the right thing here and take up your cause and get this license that you've been working so hard for over a year of school and now seven months of waiting. Golly, people, can't we do better? We, have we to can do, to better. do better.
2: Yeah, we can definitely do better. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can do so on our Facebook page, Fact Check Wisdom with Bill Fian. Katrina, thanks so much for joining us today and telling your story. Hopefully it has a happy ending sooner than later. I'm Jen O'Brien.
1: And I'm Bill Fian.
2: This was another edition of Fact Check. Fact Check is your only dependable source of state and local news from a conservative perspective. Thanks for listening.